everyone and welcome to or welcome back to After the Leaving. I'm your host Angela. How is everybody doing? Do you know what? I am in a good mood today. I woke up feeling a little bit blue if I'm very honest. Sometimes these long online college days are a bit rough but today I'm recording this. I have a full day off. Well I have one class but Nah, I don't, nah. that's all I'm going to say about that class. I think we all know what class that is, <coughs> physics. Um, but it's very, it's, it's, yeah, I basically have the entire day to do whatever I want. So I took the opportunity to catch up on some schoolwork. By the way, this is a little life update if you couldn't tell. <laughs> uh, catch up on some college work. Oh my god, schoolwork, college work, whatever. It's the same thing. And then I am recording this. Yes, there we go. I've had a meeting this week. I got onto two. This week I got onto two society committees. So I joined Speakeasy, which is a public speaking society, which I think is a great idea and obviously I have this podcast so I can speak but I got marketing assistant which is very appropriate since I'm studying marketing in college and then I got podcast coordinator for a women's magazine that I'm part of called Her Campus so I will be getting that up and running you will be hearing about it loads in the future because I want you guys to listen to it obviously yeah I've had loads of uh, events that I've gone to this week that have definitely cheered me up I haven't felt as lonely this week and the work is definitely starting to pile up but it's manageable do you know what I just google calendar everything she is my baby google calendar oh don't know where I'd be without her and everything is all good before we get into this super 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 important episode very important nb that is that still a thing in schools nb i remember i my history teacher told me it means nota bene in latin which means very important and she'd always say nb that nb this nb that and it just kind of stuck with me is that a thing in all schools do people know that anyway super important episode that i want you guys to listen to and share with your friends um make sure you tell me what guests you want to hear or do you know of any people that i could get in contact with or you can get me in contact with that you guys want on this podcast because i kind of have my friends over the summer but i want some like proper people if you know what i mean also go follow the instagram at after the leaving podcast i am super active on there i post things i'm doing throughout the day little you've got this messages and it's a fun time overall uh, so without further ado let's get into why exam papers are so important and why you should use them right now and then some things about marking schemes and how to use them correctly okay let's get into it so for anyone who's unfamiliar with what past papers are which i don't know why you wouldn't be familiar it is basically a book with all the past exam papers 
that have existed in that subject. Yeah, that's the best way to explain what they are. They have every single question that has ever come up in the exam in every subject at higher level and ordinary level. I think the higher level book is red, the ordinary level book is blue, and I think common, so that's still a thing, common level. My god, I have been out of school for I don't know, six months and I've already forgotten the colours. I think common level is yellow and then foundation is turquoise. I don't know why you would need to know the colours of the books, but (laughs) yeah, you can get them in any shop. They're pretty cheap. I don't know why people are so hesitant to buy the physical copy. I personally bought every single subject and they were like four euro each, five, depending on what shop you get them. Now you can obviously order them online, but also you can get them on the State Examinations Commission website. And you actually have to do a little bit of digging. So I'm sure everybody knows how to get the past papers online. If not, just look up whatever biology 2012 past paper leaving cert and you should get there. But past papers are so important and here is why. So firstly, you get every single exam that has ever come up. And if you do every single exam that comes up ever, it will pretty much get you used to the layout of the exam. It shows you what type of questions that could come up. So how it's divided, say section A is short questions. Section B could be like a document or for science, it's like the experiment section. And then section C is usually long questions. Yeah, in most subjects, they're long questions. So it shows you what type of questions that come up, how much you need to write for them. I know for the science ones, sometimes you could get away with like one word for short questions, obviously not for long questions. Please do not put down one word for long questions. You will get murdered by your teachers and they will not give you a lot of marks for it. Now, they also show you how frequently a topic has come up. A lot of people use past papers to predict what come up. I kind of did that for junior cert and I predicted wrong. So using past papers to predict something is bad. But let let me explain. My business teacher, what he used to do was every topic that he went through, he would give us a list of like the year and there'd be a tick next to what year that would come up. And if there was a lot of ticks, that obviously that topic came up frequently. So he'd draw your attention to and be like, look, this has been asked a load of times. Maybe you should pay attention. And if there weren't as many ticks, so it hadn't come up as many times or it hadn't come up in a long time, that could be an indication. Maybe it's not that important or it's not that popular of a topic or maybe you should pay attention to it because it hasn't come up in a while. Past papers are really good for seeing what the state examination commissioner, the person who wrote the exam, is thinking and what they think is important and also how the questions are phrased. That is so, 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 so important to learn how the questions are phrased in the exam. I know for business, if there was a certain word, you had to use an example. Or if it says list, you just list. If it says 
explain, you have to explain it in two sentences or whatever. So it gives you a good foundation to work on for each topic. And lastly, obviously, it's good practice to, to solidify your knowledge of each topic. Now, I'll get into how I used past papers in about three seconds. But why it's so important to have exam papers is because at the end of the day, you're going to be doing that exam. You're not going to be doing the practice questions in the book. You're not going to be doing the practice questions or whatever questions your teacher has given you. At the end of the day, you're sitting, you know, the junior cert or the leaving cert exam. And you basically have what could come up in front of you. A lot of subjects, I have to say, pretty predictable for what could come up if you actually spend time and you look at the questions and you do every single question. I know some of them are repetitive for most subjects, but that's the way you learn. If you do the same question, you will be familiar and then say if you've answered when you were practicing it, the question about five or six times because it came up five or six times in the last whatever, 10 years, and then it comes up on your exam, you'll be like, oh, I know exactly how to answer this question because I did it five or six times when I was revising it. I know exactly what answer the examiner wants. And there you go. Bim, bam, boom. You, you got it. It's amazing, right? Honestly. Now, how I used past papers. Everybody uses past papers in a different way, but here's how I used them. I primarily used mine for biology, the sciences, but also I did use them a lot for languages. I did, honestly. So what I do was, I'm going to take biology as an example because I have, I have like a structure with how I used past papers. So after I studied a topic and I'd done the practice questions in the book, I'd written all of my flashcards out, I'd done all my notes, blah, 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 all of that. I would do every single exam question for that topic. So I was studying photosynthesis that day. I would take down every single photosynthesis question on a separate page, not in the book. I would not write in the book. And what I do was I would see if I could answer all the questions without the notes. And then if I was stuck, then fine, I'd look at my notes. And I'd take note firstly, what type of question came up. So if it was a short question, a long question, did it come up in an experiment before, things like that. And then I would, I would write out all the answers again on a separate piece of paper. I'd write out the question and then the answer to it. And then I'd stick that into like a poly pocket with all of my say photosynthesis notes. Then what I would do around exam time. So I don't know, Christmas, summer, depending. Sometimes I would honestly do it like randomly throughout the year. I would choose a year, say mm, the 2013 paper, and I would take it as an actual exam. I would say, okay, so the short questions have to take me half an hour. So I would time myself and write in the book this time in pencil and do every single short question that, that, that was there say the 2013 paper and then if I finished up early that'd be great if I went over time I'd note oh Angela you have to hurry up on that section you know you you're not going to have this much time in the exam and then what I'd do is I'd get the marking scheme and I would correct it and see what I would have gotten in the exam 
that was super, super beneficial when it came to like just any subject, really. You basically had your own mock exam. But the thing with that is you need to be really strict with it. You really need to plan out, say, if you're going to do an exam, an entire exam paper, then, okay, so say it has three, you have three hours to do it in the actual leaving cert. You carve out three hours of your day or of your study time or on a weekend or whatever, and you sit down and you time yourself. That is the best way to use exam papers if you're doing a full one and not just specific questions from specific subjects. I think that timing yourself is so, so, so important and not to just rely on what the timing was in the mock because the more you get used to sticking to the time limit as you have the questions in front of you, the easier it will be in the leaving cert or in your mocks or in your exam because you'd already gotten used to doing things quickly or slowly or you know how much time you spend on one section maybe you're weaker at a certain section so you allocate more time you're not going to know that if you just do one mock exam you have to practice and that's what the past papers are for it is practice so that you know what's going to come up because I know I didn't practice timing that much in fifth year at all now what I would say is A lot of fifth years or a lot of second years ask me, oh, I'm still in fifth year. Should I get the exam papers already? Yes, yes, yes. The sooner you get stuck in to the exam papers, the easier it will be in sixth year. Because if the first time you're opening an exam paper in sixth year, I am worried for you. You will get a massive shock if the first time you see a leaving cert paper is in sixth year. I'd say literally the first week of fifth year or whenever the new updated version of the exam paper comes out you go to the shop and you buy those exam papers or you download them online or however you want to use them you do that from fifth year or from second year and always have them by your side because it's it's just useless. They're right there. Why not use them? You might as well get in the practice for two years because by the time you get to June, it will be like opening up a book or watching a movie you've seen a hundred thousand times because you've had it by your side for two years or however, three years. Okay, if you're in first year, I don't think I have any first years listening, then like maybe don't do that, that you will we'll get a little bit of a scare. But definitely if you're in fifth year, Get the exam papers as early as you possibly can. Now, last thing I'm going to talk about is marking schemes. Now, marking schemes are a very useful tool if you use them in the correct way. Now, let me repeat that. The correct way. A marking scheme is a guide, not a Bible. (laughs) One of my teachers actually told me that and it just always stuck with me. It is a guide, not a Bible. Not everything written in the marking scheme is the answers or the full answer that the examiner is looking for in the exam in certain subjects. Now for the sciences, if there's one answer, then there's obviously going to be one answer in the marking scheme and that's the only answer you can put down. But other than that, I know in Homec, especially the like essay subjects like languages and stuff 
they're not going to have full opinion pieces for the marking scheme because the marking scheme is used for the examiner and you'd presume that the examiner knows French and, and knows what to correct. So it's basically a guide for the examiner that you just have access to. Now, it does hold a many, a many secrets that you might not know if you don't look at the exam paper. One marking scheme that is crucial, crucial that you should know is the English one. Now, you will know if you're doing Living Cert English. I hope you know what PCLM is. Hopefully you do. PCLM is explained in the marking scheme so well. And if you follow that structure, you will get very, very, very high marks. So look out for the English one. For maths, I quite like the marking scheme for maths. It does give you the solution. It gives you how to do it. And I'm pretty sure there's some websites that give you full like breakdowns of what the sum is. But please do not take the marking scheme as viable because you'll you'll just miss out. Like you have to expand on some of your answers and what is in the marking scheme could not be enough for you to get full marks. Remember, it is a guide. And lastly, please don't cheat with them. Please, please don't do that, okay? Use the marking scheme as a tool for you to learn. Wow, I sound like some sort of guidance counselor right there. But what I used to do was, if I had a comprehension due for a language, I would just look up the answers to the comprehension and just not do the comprehension at all. Now, you're not learning that way, are you? I Again, why do I sound like such a mammy? And I'm, I'm, I'm here to be a sister kind of figure, not a demanding mother. But I think that if you're just cheating off the marking schemes, then there's just no point in you even trying to study. If you're studying the, if you've studied all the things you need, you should be able to answer the questions without having the marking scheme at your nose. Please, the marking scheme is the last thing your hands should be touching before anything else, basically. So yeah, I've talked a lot and I feel like I've talked very fast. If anybody has any questions on past papers, make sure you DM me at After The Leaving Podcast. I'm on there basically every day or every second day. And yeah, I hope that was helpful and I'll see you guys next week or I'll hear you guys or whatever. (laughs) Bye!